Yo, 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 welcome to the Make It Rain podcast. We are on episode 39. It is a new year. We are in 2021. Cheers to hopefully some, you know, New Year's resolutions and goals like that. I got my boy Nestor Dudley with me on today. Uh, I have him remotely today instead of (laughs) in studio with me. Here he is. D-Train, what up, brother? Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you as well. Uh, did you did did you have you set any New Year's resolutions? I have actually. Yes, I have. You have. Have you set? Well, I, hopefully, one of your New Year's resolution is to be respectful <laughs> and to recognize LeBron James as the king, the king <laughs> who was the defending champion, the defending champion. So hopefully, that's one of your resolutions. And I hope another resolution is to get your Older brother, who was the biggest LeBron James hater that I know, you being the second biggest LeBron James hater I know, Evans Revere, Mr. Magic, so we can finally have that three-way podcast. So hopefully you two will once and for all recognize LeBron James as the king. I had a feeling you were gonna start with that. I had a I had a feeling. You know, today I, I was actually uh so I was listening to our our Christmas episodes that we did for the last two years. Yeah. And you know, I uh the the last tip you gave me was that this is the start twenty twenty one was the start of the new decade. Yes, yes, that's I, right. Because the because the decade doesn't change over until the numeral one. That's yes. when the decade begins. Yes. Yes. So, you know, I was I was listening during work. I'm working on self-improvement and I'm working, you know, to, you know, improve myself and get this podcast started back again. And, you know, I was I was watching some previous episodes of mine as well as well as other people's podcasts so I can gain ideas for this podcast. Well, the best way. Well, first of all, we all should be trying to constantly improve ourselves. Yes. Each and every day, each and every day and 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 not settle. So congratulations to you for having that a goal of yours was mm-hmm. self-improvement. A. And I hope that a top of that self-improvement list was once again to recognize LeBron James as the king. I mean, we could we could talk about LeBron. I think I, I think I have recognized him <laughs> as the king. I really think I have recognized him as the king. Well, there you go. It took how many years of me knowing you? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I I have said I have said LeBron before before we start before we we talk about the Christmas games. I have said LeBron uh, is you know is the best player in the NBA. There is tape of me saying this. I've said you know I've said he has been the best player in the NBA for. I didn't give a timeline, but I have him as my number one player in the NBA right now. You also, well, thank you for recognizing that. You also have gone on record many a times saying how your beloved Boston Celtics was going to beat the Cleveland Cavaliers when he was in Cleveland and to go to the NBA Finals, and that never happened. Uh, I mean, yeah, I was wrong. I mean, I, I was I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong, but, you know, we had some injuries, and we didn't have our full roster, but I was wrong. I was wrong. You was right. He made the finals, and you know I had to eat crow, but you know he still lost. He got swept. I'm not gonna let you get away with the injuries and stuff. Everybody gets injured, okay? So we're gonna play the injury bugs the first time that 
Cleveland played Golden State yes. in the finals. Uh-huh. Two of the two of the three were injured. Well, Love never even seen the finals, and Kyrie went out after overtime in the first final game. Yes. So, but but I don't. Golden, I- I don't but think Golden I don't State think that won. should be held against him. I never thought that series should be held against him. Neither did I. When well, your second is Andrew and Della Vadova or Andrew, whatever his name is, I don't even know if he's in the league anymore. <laughs> no, no, he's not. But uh, we'll we'll talk more about LeBron later. But uh, I want to get into uh, these Christmas games, and uh, I want to ask you, uh, how was your Christmas uh, this past year? My Christmas was very good. What I do every year is I wake up and I give out the goodies. Mm-hmm. The goodies are in form of envelopes with straight-up cash homies in it. So I give out the goodies. Then me and my son drive to the South Shore where we give out more goodies. And then I come back up north where I sit down and watch five NBA games in preparation of doing your podcast. And that's how I've been spending my Christmas days for the past few Christmases. Yes, yes. Christmas is Christmas is very big on the Rick and Ring podcast. Uh, my Christmas, you know, it was good. Uh, I was thankful. I was home. Uh, nobody was in the hospital, you know. Uh, so I was very thankful, you know, to have my family around and, you know, everyone's safe and, you know, wearing their mask and all that. So I was very grateful for that. I got to watch all the NBA games, but I do want to tell you something. I just I just felt like this NBA Christmas, there were a lot of blowouts. So I wasn't like really like very excited to, you know, watch all of these games. I have to agree with you. It was it was very it was a very lackluster set of games. It, it really was. And somebody could make a case other than that first game, somebody could make a case that games Two, three, four, and five were blowouts. Yes, I mean they were, they were pretty much all blow. <laughs> they were pretty much all blowouts. Dude, let's start off with the first one. We had uh, the New Orleans Pelicans at the at, at the Miami Heat. But before before we start talking about this, uh, I went four for five on Christmas this year. Four for five. Okay, let me guess what game you lost. Could it be that you lost the game featuring your home team, your beloved Boston Celtics? Is that the game that you lost? Oh, how did you know? <laughs> how did you know? <laughs> because I know you, brother. You just there is there is something with the combination. Well, I don't say combination because they're not a combination in, uh, anymore. But there are two players that has been a thorn in your Celtics craw. Ever since I've known you, the first player is the King LeBron James. Yes. The second player is Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving was even a thorn in your craw when he played for the Celtics. <laughs> yes, he was. Yes, he was, and uh, we'll definitely we'll definitely talk about that game. But yeah, yes, he was. I mean, you were right. You know me very well. I I took the Celtics against the Nets. I was I was looking for the upset. You know, I didn't think. I didn't think the Nets would be, you know, as good as they were. And I'm actually kind of being proved right because right now they're three and four. So, you know, they got off to like a two or three game winning streak, but then they they lost against some really bad teams. They just didn't lose to my Celtics. 
some teams and some players just naturally get up to play other teams. Now, the Clippers, they only seem to get up to play the Lakers. Anybody yes. else that anybody else, they're kind of like la de la, whatever. But every time the Clippers play the Lakers, that's their NBA Finals. And the problem is, they should have that mentality throughout the whole season, and especially in the playoffs. But they will forever until they get and actually to a conference final, let alone the NBA Finals. They're always going to be the little brother to the Lakers. So I hear what you're saying. Kyrie, that was his first game. You know what? I think we're getting ahead of ourselves for that game. So I don't want to talk about Kyrie in that game. <laughs> but, you know, I have plenty to say about Kyrie and that game, as I'm sure that you do. So I don't want to get ahead of us. We te- we're teasing for that that big <laughs> Celtics game. But uh, yeah. let's, start off, let's start off with the first game. Uh, we got the Pelicans at the Miami Heat. The Heat won 111-98. Uh, what were what were your like thoughts on that game? Did the Heat win or did the Pelicans win? The Heat won. Well, let me check something. I because I have my notes too, and maybe I put down the the scores the wrong way. Yes, I put down the scores the wrong way. Okay, I had yeah, the Heat did win. Yes, one eleven to ninety eight. I just had the scores in reverse. So yes, the Heat won, yes. and I have to tell you, this game was all about basically Zion. We have a healthy Zion, and he played He played damn near 40 minutes, and he looked very good, very good. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He got 32 points and 14 rebounds, and he, he was 10 for 15 from the free throw line. Marquee player, box office. It's good to see him out there with no minutes restrictions. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, this game was basically about Zion. Brandon Ingram who added 28 points with two rebounds and three assists and Lonzo ball. Now I've always been a fan of Lonzo ball. Lonzo ball only had six points, but he's really not a scorer. Mm-hmm. He had two re two rebounds and six assists. I think that he should have had closer to double digit assists. And as tall as he is, he should be getting a couple more boards as well. Yes. But, but this Pelicans squad is a, Nice looking squad, and you know they got these nice young pieces, and they can just grow together. Good things will happen. And I have to tell you, uh, a favorite coach of mine has always been Stan Van Gundy. He's always one of my favorite coaches. He's he's a he's a good coach. I I'm gonna miss him on the TNT broadcast because I thought he I thought he did really good calling uh, calling the games for play by play. He was very very like since he's a coach he he like knows all these things. Yeah, he does, but we already have his brother Jeff up there commentating. So you know, one they should have they should have done a game together. I wanted them to do a game together. I think didn't they do a game together last year? Or didn't they? I, I think they did. Like a, I, it wasn't the whole game, but Stan was on there for a little bit. I know what you're talking about. I was gonna say on the Miami side, uh, you had Duncan Robinson who had 23 points. Uh, he was seven from 13 from three. Uh, he ties a Christmas record. With you know the most threes on Christmas, but he had he I believe he had like six in the first half. Yeah, and Miami Miami was thirteen for twenty one on threes in the first half. Yeah, they, they were they, on fire. Could, they could like they could not miss. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Bam Abayo with seventeen points, four rebounds, and uh, Tyler Hero, and we all need a hero, brother. We all need a hero. He chipped in with eleven points, two rebounds, and three assists. I I had Tyler Hero on my fantasy team because what he did to us last, what he did to us in the bubble. 
<laughs> and he dropped 30 plus on us in that game i, I want to say game five or something like that and he had that, never, and he had that mug and i was like oh no i mean that mug is classic that mug is going to live on for a while i never played fantasy basketball i just got off a of fantasy football season i never played fantasy basketball i don't know if i could make that commitment because there's 82 regular season games. There's going to be 72 regular seasons games this year. So I don't know if I can make that commitment to play fantasy basketball myself. But also on the Miami side, yeah, Goran Dragic, the Dragon, he had 18 points and nine assists. He was he was key in the second quarter. Yes. He was he was key. Uh, yeah, no Jimmy Butler in the second half. Right. And also coming off the bench with Dragon is Avery Bradley with 12 points and two rebounds and four assists. He made some timely buckets in the fourth quarter when um, when the Pelicans started to climb back. Avery Bradley is always a favorite for folks who live around our area. Yes. If you live in New England, he's he's a favorite. So we did talk about Zion's debut. It was a really good, it was a really good debut for Zion, you know, 32 and 14. I think there was like only other four other people who had like a similar similar outing to his yeah he certainly showed up and showed out he's in shape and he's plenty rested so yeah good for him i look for really big things for this young man moving forward in his career but yeah it was just it was just a pleasure to because that was like the i believe that's the first game that i've seen him play like an entire game like there was no restrictions or anything like that so i seen him play i don't watch a lot of college ball mm-hmm. but i did see i did see him play a couple of times at duke I was watching that game when he when the sneaker exploded. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that. yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was the shot heard around the world, heard around the basketball world. But I also take away from that game, it was just the, like a two man team between Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram and Zion. They they both yeah. they combined for like sixty points, and they had they had tw- they made twenty free twenty out of twenty six free throws between the two of them. And then the rest of the team only had 38 points. At the line where everything is free, you got to make those shots. Hell, they're free. There's no one's yes. got of you, so you got to make those shots. Yes, yes. But before before we move on to the next game, uh, I want to ask you, how far do you think Miami's going to go this year? I don't see where they have improved really all that much. Yes. They, I really don't. So they'll probably finish around the same that they did last year. We don't know if there's going to end up being another another bubble situation. Hopefully there won't be. Mm-hmm. Hope hopefully they'll be able to complete a season on the road. Yeah. Like Major League Baseball has done and like and the NFL and like NFL is doing right now. Yes. So, but I don't see them finishing any better than what they did last year. They get into the postseason, all that stuff. I mean, it's all about the postseason. So will they make some noise? Anything's possible. So, But will they get to the finals like they did last year? They're, if everybody stays healthy, there's no way that they're going to get past Brooklyn. Okay. We're we, we on the same page. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. on the same they're page. Just, they're not going to get past just, Brooklyn. There, there's just no way they're going to get past Brooklyn. I do believe that if they met Milwaukee again, they would not get past Milwaukee either. So you would you take Milwaukee? I think I would take Milwaukee because I don't think that you would think that 
Milwaukee will be able to make the adjustments. I mean, what Miami did last year was very simple. All they did was just four on one, four on Giannis. Yeah. And that's all they did. And that's what the game plan was. Mm-hmm. And you would think that they and you would think that the Bucks adjusted for that and they never made the adjustments. Nope. So I don't think that that would play again this year because the Bucks got a wee bit better. Yes. A wee bit a wee bit better. I, I like their pickups. I like their pickups. I thought I agree right. with you. Right, right, right. The Bucks are a better team than the Heat. But again, if there's no, I mean, that bubble, I mean, it, it was hard to go in that bubble because you're away from your family and all this stuff. All this was new mm-hmm. and you're there, but are you really mentally there? You know, that bubble was a tough situation. Yeah. So I think that if there's no bubble and they can finish the season, that Miami will finish around the same as they finish, but they're not going to, that they're, they're not going to get to the finals. Yeah. Bless them! Bless them if they get to the conference finals, but I don't see that. Uh, we we agree. We agree. Yeah. I, I don't think they're getting past the second round. But let's get it. Let's get on to the next game: uh, the Golden State Warriors against the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee pretty much dominated them, one thirty-eight to ninety-nine. I got to tell you, Detray, this game was really for me not enjoyable to watch. This game was almost. I agree. This game was almost as bad. I think it was the first Christmas podcast that you and I did on your show, when it was Mill. I believe it was Milwaukee against the Nets, and that game was so lopsided. And I just kept on. And I just kept on saying that the NBA should be ashamed of themselves (laughs) for putting the Nets on the the, the Knicks. The Knicks. Excuse me. The Knicks. The Knicks on the Christmas Day. Platform. Remember that? Remember that? I remember that. I remember yeah. that. This game was almost as in, unenjoyable as that game. It just really wasn't close. No, and when you have when you have a Golden State team that it's not at full strength because there's no clay. And you know, you have a Golden State team that was a powerhouse, that was like a little dynasty mm-hmm. for for all those years, for those five straight years. Yes. So they hurt a lot of feelings out there. So you have to think and know and be prepared that these teams that you are whooping up on their behinds for five years, they're going to be looking at you to whoop up on your behind. Now, not everybody's still there, but Steph is there. So Steph is there. Clay's not on the floor. Draymond wasn't on the floor. KD packed up and moved east, and you still got the and you still got Kerr, the head coach. Iggy ain't there anymore. My man, uh, Livingston, who had that long mug, might be the last time I get to say Livingston with that long mug. Yeah. Those guys those guys aren't there anymore. But, yeah, Golden State, every time Golden State, you got to figure that they have a target on their back, and they're not even the defending champs. And they're going to have the, gonna have that target on their back for a while. So, to me, D-Train, this game was really not enjoyable to watch. Oh, no. I, uh, we are in – I totally agree with you. I, I... – I this this was one of those games where I I like I watched it from start to finish, but I kind of got bored. Like it, it was in the third quarter that everything just started to like get out of hand. The twenty point, and then it just blew out in the fourth quarter. Just blew it right out. Blew right out. But uh, Chris Middleton, he led the way with thirty one points. He had twenty one points in the first half. And, you know, <laughs> there was a lot of garbage time, so the Milwaukee bench had, like, 59 points. Yeah, yeah. They they came up, they showed up. And, Everybody again, showed up. 
Except for Giannis. Giannis only had like four Giannis only had fourteen points. I think it was like four for fourteen. <laughs> but he clearly but you know, he didn't need to have a good game from him. <laughs> he didn't have a, he didn't have a good game from him. He didn't need to. But you know what though, even though he only had fourteen to fifteen points, he still had thirteen boards. Yeah, yeah. Yes he did. Thirteen boards and that's huge. Mm-hmm. And he had four and he had four assists. So if you can get one or two assists out of a big man like that, that's golden. Any anything beyond two assists is gravy. So Drew Holiday, twelve points with with four rebounds and six assists. And as you said, that the Bucks just beat up on him. DJ Augustine coming off the bench with thirteen points. Well, it was pretty much a slaughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and on the Warriors side, yeah, Steph Hyman with nineteen points, four rebounds, six assists. James Wiseman, the rookie. I was interested to see him again. I don't watch a lot of college ball. Yes. And he came out of he came out of Memphis, right? Uh, I believe it? so. I think so. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. I want to say it's Memphis, but don't hold me to it because again, I don't watch a lot, I don't watch a lot of college ball. But I want to say it's Memphis because like I know Penny Hardaway was like the coach mm-hmm. and kind of like his mentor and stuff. And I remember that there was a game on ESPN that they played last season, and it was like the whole okay, well, is he going to be suspended? Is he not going to be suspended? He was actually suspended for that game. But they actually rescind that suspension. They let him play that one game. And then afterwards, like, his season was basically done. And hearing the hype during that, it's like, oh, okay. I mean, that that kept me on ESPN because I was channel surfing. And I just happened to come across that. So so I was interested to see the young man play. And 18 points, that's pretty 18 points, eight rebounds. He He's, he's, he's I don't know, he's, he's a seven-footer, and he doesn't weigh much more than you do, if any. So to get... You need so to get in the eight, weight room then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So to get eight boards in a man-grown league, I think that's outstanding. Yeah, no, he he looked really good on his first two games. Uh, I was very impressed with him. Andrew Wiggins had 12 points, but he was like 6 for 18. <laughs> it was not good. And I just want to say something about Steph Curry, and this is and this is not me. This is not my reporting. This is not my take. Yes. This is what this is what they said during the broadcast. If you remember them saying that, they say you know Steph Curry these Christmas Day games, he's only averaging like twelve points. Yes, 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 Day yes. Games. I know. Yeah, right. I know. So, so D Train, you know what that tells me? That tells me he don't want to be out there Christmas. He want he don't want to be there. He wants to be. He wants to be a home with the fam. He has a beautiful fam. Opening gifts and all that. The dude don't want to play Christmas. And I and 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 I can't say that I blame him. A and B, since they're not the mighty Golden State Warriors anymore, he didn't have the luxury of playing Christmas at home. No. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you know, he's in Milwaukee. Who the hell wants to be in Christmas in Milwaukee? Milwaukeeans don't want to be in Christmas in Milwaukee. <laughs> no. Want to be in? Don't want to be in Milwaukee as Christmas. I'll say that again. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, but I think so. Right now, I think Steph Curry's getting a lot of slander right now, and I don't know if you if you saw some things yesterday, but he dropped sixty two points on the Trailblazers. Yeah, he dropped he dropped sixty two. Bless him. I I haven't. I, I didn't watch the game yesterday, and I have not been able to watch my sports all day today, wrap up, because of what I was doing today. You know, have to have have to pay those bills and keep that and keep the roof over the head. You know, so so, yes, so I didn't get a chance. So I didn't get a chance to catch up. But yeah, good for him. Bless him. He's got 
He's gonna have a he's gonna have a season without Clay. Draymond could only help so much. It's you know get you know get those stats, make that All Star team. You know go for yours, your team. Just the, the days of the Warriors, the mighty Warriors are done, baby, done. Uh, I would say for now, for now. What if Clay comes back? I would say for right now. I don't know if Clay's going to come back this season. Clay is out for this season. He's out for the season, but I'm talking like a year or two from now. Well, a year or two from now, you figure. Again, Golden State had their run. They had them. They had their run. I agree with that. They had that run. They had those players. They had that bench. But a lot of a lot of those guys are gone. Now, if Durant decides to stay there, then, you know, it's a different story. They'd be, they'd be respectful. They would always be a threat. But right now, I don't think that they are a threat. They'd have to get past the Lakers, who is um, captained by the king. I just like saying the king every, every chance I get. They'd have to get past the Clippers. And I believe they can get past the Clippers because until the Clippers do it in the postseason, show me something, yeah. I'm, just going to, I'm just going to assume that people are going to get past those Clippers. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, they have to prove me wrong. And, and I know we're going to talk about the Clippers of the last yeah, the last game we'll but yeah i th- you know the days of the war is they're just you know it's it's they moved to they moved to san francisco uh i, I was going to say a year too early but n- no because when actually yeah it was a year too when durant went down they were still yeah that's right they were still in okc i'm, I'm sorry okc they were still in oakland <laughs> so yeah they moved to San Fran a year too early. Actually, as far as I'm concerned, and I went on record back then, they should have never left Oakland. But then in San Francisco, I mean, I've been to San Francisco. Things are mucho expensive there. Good luck getting a ticket. <laughs> well, good luck affording a ticket. But yeah, they're just, you know, it's it's they've had their run, and luckily for them, they got titles to show for it. Good for them. I guess my question for you is, how far do you think Steph Curry can take this team this year? Anybody can, well, I don't say anybody, but any, any, any superstar, and he's a superstar, any superstar with some decent pieces around, he has some decent pieces around him. Mm-hmm. Draymond is still there. Any superstar can get into the playoffs, the seven or eight seed. So they can, so, so I see them seven or eight seed. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Wise, Wiseman is just going to only get better throughout the season and, you know, Steve Kerr, he's a good coach. Well, we're going to find out really how good of a coach he really is when he doesn't have a powerhouse anymore. So will this So will this team make the playoffs? Sure. Only really, really awful teams in the NBA don't make the playoffs because the playoffs, half the league makes it. So will this team make oh, the okay, playoffs? Oh, okay, okay. But, all right. But in the West, in the West, in the Western Conference, there yeah. are a bunch of, like, decent teams that don't make the playoffs. And but I will I will give it to you this I'll give it to you this year because this year they're gonna have the playing game so you know I think it's seven through ten is eligible in that yeah but the Western Conference is a hard conference and like some of those like nine to nine to ten seeds they they were you know decent like seven or eight seeds and they just you know <laughs> they barely made it by like a game or two I think when it comes down to those lower seeds. I mean, right now, Golden State still has a tradition of winning. They've been there. They've done that. They're not going to go back there and do it again this year or next year. But, but, but I would think that experience-wise, you know, Kerr 
Again, he's a good coach. He can make those adjustments if need be and stuff. Uh, yeah, I can see them getting into the playoffs. And once they, you know, good for them. Good for them once they get in the playoffs. But they're not going to do any damage. They're not going to do any damage. You know, I do want to say something about the gold, another thing about the Golden State Warriors. And I'm glad that I remember this because I specifically want to say this for this for this podcast. Now, you know that I've gone on record saying that all professional sports are hashtag scripted. Yes. Okay. Now, I tell everybody, and I'm going to tell you if I haven't told you already, the biggest work, <laughs> the, the biggest con in all of professional sports is the NBA lottery. Those 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 ping pongs and stuff. That's the biggest. At least when they first came out, at least they had they looked at us us fans and did not insult us, and at least came at least showed us the ping pongs, rigged ping pongs. But we didn't even but we we don't even see the rigged ping pongs anymore. And I sat home D train and I said, you know what, Golden State is going to get the first pick of the draft. Now I wasn't far off. They got the second pick of the draft. So they I'm like. That's just a case of the rich getting richer. <laughs> I think that is, that is a complete work. That's a sham. That's the biggest sham in all professional sports, and no one see and no one sees this. Nobody sees this. I mean, they had the worst. They had one of the worst records in the league. Yes, they did have one of the worst records in the league, no doubt. Okay, but. Charlotte always has the worst. Always have bad teams. You got Charlotte. You got New the Knicks. You got these. You got these teams that just live in the lottery, in the draft lottery, and yeah. they never and they and, and they never improve because you know if there's if there's if there's two good players coming out, the Knicks will get the third pick of the draft in yeah. the lottery. Hey, the Knicks. You know, the Knicks are on the rise. I like I like Tom Thibodeau. You know they're they're on a they're on a good direction. Baby steps. Baby steps. And, you know, by the time and you are a very young man, you are you are not 30 years old yet. So you are a very young man. So by the time that you have gray hairs, which is another 15, which is another 15 or 20 years, the Knicks will be relevant, relevant by then. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about that. I think they could be relevant in a couple years. Uh, as, unless as, lo- as long as they don't fire Thibodeau. As long as you don't get gray hairs in a couple of years, then you know, you know, you know, unless you don't get gray hairs in a couple of years. Uh, but we'll see. We don't want to talk about those Knicks. We don't want to talk about those Knicks, but we'll see. <laughs> but I just want to say about the Warriors and that at and the NBA draft lottery is the biggest work in all of professional sports. Uh, I mean, we can agree there. <laughs> uh, we agree. I think I think it was rigged for Cleveland too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That was <laughs> Cleveland was blatant. The King was gone for four years, and three out of the four years, they get the top pick, the Cavaliers. Come yeah, on. Exact, Come on. Exactly. Three out of four. Out I don't four. know what. Well, what why was they, the guy's name? Oh. I don't know why they didn't go four out of four. Why not go four out of four and just give the sweep? That would have been a nice sweep. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I forget I forget the guy's name, but I was like, man, you need to be around him or play, you know, ask him for a lottery ticket or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what you need. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, for the, for, for the Warriors, going back into the Warriors, uh, they, so a lot of the analysts, they have been talking about, you know, because there's no shooting. But I mean, I like... I, to me, I don't see that as the as a that big of an issue because most of those players on those teams, except for Steph, 
are athletic. They just need to. They're taking like they're taking shots that they just don't make. Like Andrew Wiggins can't hit a three for his life. Uh, <laughs> Kelly Oubre, you know, he's not a good three point shooter. You know, they're all not good three point shooters. So why don't you just drive the ball to the basket and you get your free throws? You know, there's too many, too many, too many, too many threes in the league. Steph Curry changed the game. He did, but like their team, their team's not a bunch of shooters. You know, there's not a you can't face the floor if y'all can't shoot. Drive to the basket. You know that. I know that, and I'm sure Steve Kerr knows that. The problem is those players don't know that. Oh, they need to figure that out. <laughs> we need to figure that out. And we need to see uh, what we're going to get from Andrew Wiggins because his career has, like, this man, he had so much talent. And when I thought, when, when he got traded to the Warriors, I was very happy for him because I thought he was in a good, well, I thought he was in a good situation. I mean, obviously, Clay's not there, so he, he has to be that number two guy now. But, like... When Clay comes back, he can just be that third guy because Wiggins Wiggins is not that that number two. Right, you know Wiggins. Uh, <laughs> Wiggins got re- re- rejected by the king when the king came over. Didn't even want to see him on the court. You know, I mean that's just. I, I, I mean, I I just I honestly don't think that he even that he ever recovered from that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you know. That, that's that's just like talent, but he he doesn't work at it. If he worked wow. at it, oh, he he'd be nasty. He'd be filthy. Yeah, well, you know that's just you know, unfortunately, he sees it a little bit differently than you and I see it. <laughs> but on the Milwaukee side, I wanted to ask you. So, do you think Milwaukee can win the East this year? I don't want to give on any spoilers, but it's going to be very. T- I mean, there's a team in Brooklyn, brother. It's yeah. going to be hard. It's just, it's just going to be hard. It's just, yeah. It's just a longest. They lost. They lost Spencer Dinwiddie. They did leave. They did lose Dinwiddie. But again, you know, it's that team. You know, when you have Kyrie and Kevin and there, you know, it's. I mean, it's the, the the days we are not in the era of the big three anymore. No, now this is a bunch. Now this is a bunch of duos. Yeah, so, I like. I actually like this. Area. Yeah, so it's going to be hard to bet against that duo that plays out of the Barclays Center. It's going to be very hard to get past that team. Yes. And uh, speaking about the Nets, we're going to talk about the next game, the Nets versus the Celtics. This game gave me personal pride. It didn't give me Celtic pride because I don't have Celtic pride, mm-hmm. but it gave me personal pride because I know that it gave you pain. <laughs> I don't yes, give you pain. No, I don't. I, I was in pain. Yeah, but but I I wanted I want to tell you something before you start. So you know I was texting my friends. I don't I, I don't know if you remember this specific play, but it was in the second quarter, and it was like at the end of the shot clock, and you know, Kyrie was guarding Kyrie was guarding Tatum, and Tatum hit one of those like. 
fadeaway threes like in his face. And I yes, just started yes. I just started talking. I saw that on Twitter. I said that to all my friends. I was like, yo, how you feeling, Kyrie? And yeah, then you yeah. know, that was the worst thing I did. That was the yeah. worst thing I did, honestly. Tatum Tatum hit it in his face, then turned around and gave him a little pat on his tushy. <laughs> hey, Kyrie got the best of him, man. He dropped 37 on us. Drop 37. Yeah, it's just, oh, yeah, man. it's, it's, you know, this was Kyrie's first time back at the garden since he's been with the Celtics. Mm-hmm. And you just knew he was going to show up and show out the, there the week before preseason with all that sage, like, you know, doing that sage and incense or what, or what, or, or whatever he was, uh, you know, whatever, whatever smoke. I mean, I wasn't there and neither were you. So we, <laughs> So we don't know what type of aroma was coming out. We just don't know. No. We just, we just, we just know what they tell us. Yeah. So, so yeah. So you know, just to come back there and to do it to that team, and I've told you this, and I'm going to say this until my dying breath, that that season, the season when Gordon Hayward came back from that career-threatening injury, yes, for that they just. The, they did not go far away, and I put that all on Brad Stevens. Yes, I put yes, that, I, re- I, I remember I put that. that. I put that all on Brad Stevens because whenever a professional athlete has a major injury to their lower extremities, aka their legs, mm-hmm. it takes them when they come back. It takes them an additional season, so it takes them two seat. You know, whenever they come back, that first season is basically just getting their legs back under them. Then they don't take off again until that next season. It happened to Tom Brady in a different sport. If you want to stay in this sport, it happened to Paul George. It's just, this is just what happens. So what they should have done, what Brad Stevens, and I blame him solely. And this is coming, and this is coming from somebody that does not, you know, that, that is not a rooter for the Celtics. I don't hate the Celtics. Like you hate any team LeBron's on. I don't hate the Celtics, but I'm just a realist about this. And I'm sitting there and, the league is better when the Boston Celtics are in the mix. It's just a better league mm-hmm. with all that tradition. And instead of doing the right thing, just bringing him along, just getting his legs back, it's like they put him in the starting lineup. They're sacrificing minutes from Brown and from Tatum. And Tatum was better than Haywood anyway. And it was just yeah, – yeah. and then the whole Kyrie thing, Kyrie probably know what was – now Kyrie didn't help matters either. But – it was just I put all that on Brad Stevens, and yes, I remember and, and, that. <laughs> and, 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 and if I was if I was in the office, I would have fired him during the season. And if somebody talked me out and said, "No, you cannot disrupt the apple cart. Don't do this. Don't do that," I would have waited till they got eliminated. Once they would, once that season was done, within within thirty minutes, he would have been gone. So, but I don't want to bash Brad Stevens. I just want to say that I put that all on him. It is all his fault. Nobody else's. <laughs> I, I, I remember you stated that last year. <laughs> and that's how you feel. I am not going to, que- you know how I feel about it. And I'm not going to question it. <laughs> uh, you stated that. So we're just going to leave it at that. <laughs> you know, you the wanna- past is the past. You want to give him a pass? You want to give him a pass? I didn't give Brad. I I didn't give Brad a pass. I said okay, he. Good. I said he deserved blame, but there was a there was a pie there. <laughs> there was a pie of blame. 
Yeah, there was a pie. Yeah, there was a pie of blame. All right, he took that entire pie home and ate it. All him. <laughs> all him. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so now that I got that out in the open, out into the universe, as you said, Kyrie Irving with thirty-seven points, six rebounds, eight assists. So I like to see him. I like I like to see him average around eight assists. So eight assists. So so that's right there. Kevin Durant, twenty-nine points with four rebounds and three assists. And the rest of those boys just falling. You know, we had mentioned Dinwiddie, who did not put up a lot of points that game, but still was a presence. Chris Levert, ten points coming off that bench. Jason Allen, excuse me, Jared Allen, nine points coming off that bench. That was a nice Brooklyn squad. They put it on the boys in the green. You know, they put it. They put it on the Shamrocks, and that game was. If it wasn't for the fact that that game was giving you pain, I probably would. I probably wouldn't have gotten that much pleasure out of watching this game either. <laughs> uh, the Nets won one one twenty three ninety five. Uh, it was it was a good game until about like halfway through the third quarter. That was when the Nets started pulling away. The game the game was over in the third quarter once they went up, you know, double digits. Uh, I was hopeful. I was telling my friends because we were only down like ten points. I was like, "Yo, come on, the game's not over." You know, basketball's a thing of runs. But I was wrong. I mean, I was wrong, obviously. <laughs> you know, look what happened. I, I think if we started if we started the fourth off better, you know, we could have climbed back into it. But you know, that's history. It is what it is. You move forward. I'm pretty exactly. sure we have a better record than them right now. So. Oh yes, I mean right now. I mean right now, Brook and and Brooklyn's not going to stay down. But right now, Brooklyn is not even in the top eight. Right now, Brooklyn is nine, yeah. and Boston, you know, and Boston is 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 six. Yeah. So, I mean, Brooklyn, Brooklyn's not going to stay down there, and you and I know this. So, yes, we know this. But uh, as we said, uh, Katie had twenty nine points. Uh, he was balling. He was nine for sixteen. Uh, what I took away from this is was the efficiency. So, you know, 9 for 16, 29 points for Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving 37 points on 13 of 21 shooting. I believe he had seven threes and on the Celtics side, he had Jason Tatum with 20 points, he was 9 for 22, and Jalen Brown 27 points, 11 for 25. One duo was efficient and the other duo was not as efficient. And 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 you know what is just it's just as simple as that. Marcus Smart, who is a favorite amongst our pots, only chipping in two points with five rebounds and three assists. And you got to have more out of that. Now, the person that I would, that you, you need more out of is Tristan Thompson. I always liked Tristan Thompson when he was playing with the King. Yes. And I, and I was actually glad to see him get out of Cleveland. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm a Tristan Thompson fan. It's not like that he makes noise in the in the NBA, but it's just something about him that I like. He's, he's solid. I think he's underrated. He's, he's solid. He's serviceable. So when he ended up on the Celtics, I was not mad at that. I was like, okay, good. That's that's good. Get his behind out of Cleveland. Yeah, bring him to the causeway. I'm good with that. Uh, uh, real quick, do you, do you believe in the uh, Kardashian curse? Well, a curse is a curse until it can't a curse anymore. So <laughs> I think that if he believes in it, then it's real. <laughs> uh, we we I actually on this podcast, uh, me and my friend uh, Angelica, we did an episode 
on the Kardashian curse. I want to say it was episode 34. So the, uh, the viewers and streamers could uh, check that out. I'm going to have to check that out because I missed that episode. <laughs> I, I have to, I, I have to confess. I haven't, I haven't streamed your podcast in a minute and I apologize. I'm going on the record to apologize because there was, because I usually stream your podcast shortly after you produce it yes. because I just, because, because I like to keep, I like to keep you honest. I to keep you honest and I, and I like to hold you accountable. I so know. I have not, so I have not streamed your podcast yet, but, but, but that's going to change. That's going to change. And I'm going to get back into the mode of streaming your podcast. Well, that would be good because I'm going to get back into the mode of making episodes again because I haven't made an episode other than last episode in a very, very long time. Well, we had this little pandemic going on, COVID-19, which affected everybody. Yes. I mean, my my podcast, Beyond the Rim, little little shameless plug, I... But I did a podcast in December, and that was my first podcast I did since January. So COVID affected us all, brother. Yes, it has. Yes. Uh, check out that podcast. I actually listened to it. It was very good. Thank you. So I wanted to say for this game, the game that we were talking about, the Celtics-Nets, I, I think we hammered this on. But, you know, the Nets duo was better than the Celtics duo. Katie and Kyrie are better than Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Yeah, uh, and the Nets' death is better than the Celtics' death. So basically, right. the 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 Nets have a better team than the Celtics do. They do, and there's one person from the Nets that both you and I skipped over. DeAndre Jordan, that's a big body in the middle, and he mm. played outstanding. He played outstanding that game. Yes, and, and De- DeAndre Jordan, he's in the perfect spot in terms of ranking amongst players on the team so he's gonna he's gonna be no higher than the three spot so the three spot the four spot that's fine there's two or three players on the team that's better than him so he's a good third person fourth person you know third weapon fourth weapon type of thing. he's in he's he's in a very good situation for him uh, for me i don't even think he's a weapon you don't need him offensively at all you just need him on the defensive end he's no, not that's he's, a weapon uh, yeah, a he, he's a weapon, but like I'm not, I'm not saying like both si- on both sides. Of, it's on, it's on one side of the floor. Like he's your rim protector. Yeah, exactly, and that's a weapon. That's a weapon. But like to me, he's like he's he's he he's after KD. He's after Kai. He's after Dinwiddie. He's after Karis Levert. I would have him like five or six. So five or six again. That's pretty good. I was actually, even though we shouted out Levert earlier with the ten points, I I, I actually was not including. Levert, I was thinking Dinwiddie. So Levert, yes, I agree with you. He'd be under Levert. He'd be under Levert. I, I think I, Levert could be a sixth man this year. Exactly, me too. Give me a sixth I agree man. With you. At that time, they were talking about like trading for Harden, and a bunch of pe- and like I don't know, a bunch of like these uh, you know, these sports commentators are like, yeah, trade for Harden. And I was like, absolutely not. Like the Nets just have too much depth. Don't don't ruin that for James Harden. Uh, what right, are your thoughts right. on that? Yeah, don't, don't, don't bring in James Harden. It's you know. Well, first of all, if they were to bring in James Harden, I, you know, you can't keep Kyrie. They I exactly. Mean, you, you, you have to trade. You Kyrie. got. Yeah, you got to get something for James Harden. Now, Kyrie, we all know that as long as Kyrie is on a team, he's going to want that ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. The only person that could stop Kyrie having the ball in his hands would be the King. 
LeBron James. And he'll never play with the king again. He ain't got to play with the king. You know, he learned from the king and moved on. So James Harden, he's ball dominant. And he just, we all know James Harden's game. We don't have to get into it. And that just not that just would not be a good fit. I see what I you know potentially that could be like a very lethal weapon of a big three. It, and they it would, would, but then you lose all yeah. your death though by trading everyone. And, and, so you don't have a then, team after that. And then you lose all your depth. And if you were to put him on that team, what that would tell me is like that they were building that team to face the Lakers. In the West, because the Lakers could come out. I got the Lakers coming out of the West. I got the Lakers coming out of the West. So, yeah, you know, keep James Harden out of Brooklyn. But you know what? I wouldn't mind seeing James Harden in the city of brotherly love. I wouldn't mind that whatsoever. James Harden on the Dark Rivers. Now, with James Harden, and I know the Sixers did not play that day. We're not really talking about the Sixers. Yeah. But, you know, if James Harden go to the Sixers... I'm, I'm sure that Houston's gonna gonna want and gonna want gonna want Simmons and folks are like, yeah, make that you know put Simmons in that package. I would not put Simmons in that package. Me neither. If there's, if there's a way that you can get James Harden and keep Simmons there along with Embiid and uh, Doc, I don't know, and Doc and Doc. Yeah. I mean, if 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 you can do that, if you can do that, but yeah, so Harden. I don't think Harden's going to finish out Houston this year. Harden's going to do everything in his power to force his hand out of Houston. But he's not going to be playing home games at the Barclays Center. That's just not going to happen. And I don't see him coming to the city of brotherly love, even though I would like to see him go there. But I don't see that happening. The reason I don't like it, him going to Philly is because Joel's not like a, a, like a fast break run. Like a... He, you know, he, he's like one of those like big man that, you know, he's pretty slow and like he takes his time. And I just don't think that works for James Harden. So that's the reason I, I don't see a good fit. If anything, I would, tra- I would trade Embiid to Houston and keep Ben Simmons. That's, as Stephen A. Smith would say, that's blasphemous. <laughs> I, I don't care if it's blasphemous. You know, you can have... Uh, I mean, I guess it's kind of just like the Westbrook thing, but I would have, because, you know, West. I mean, Westbrook and him are not a shooter, but, like, it's just you can actually, like, go fast instead yeah. of, like, slowing down. Because, like, I don't know. I mean, the only way I could see it for, like, pick and rolls, but, like, Joel's not going to get any post-ups. <laughs> he's gonna have to get that. Bo- he's gonna have to get that board. It's gonna be threes. Joel's not getting no post-ups. <laughs> no post-ups at all. And, you know, the only thing he gets, and if he spreads the floor and he shoots threes. I hear exactly what you're saying, but <clears throat> when Harden came into Houston, they basically gave him the keys, yes. and they gave him crop blanche and freedom, and which is why we're living through that mess right now. But if he was to come to the Sixers, you're coming to this, this very new system. Doc Rivers ain't going to really play. You know, he's not going to play that. You know, this, he's going to hold you accountable. That you know, You're going to fall in line. As long as there's somebody of authoritative figure to put him in line, and I think that, and I think that Harden would know that. Hey, the Harden that that had the um, the open ticket in Houston is not going to be the same Harden here. So yeah, I would like to see him in Philly, but I don't think it's going to happen. 
Yeah, I'm not sure where he's gonna go. I mean, hopefully somewhere. I I think he should go to Toronto or something. <laughs> make make one of those like bad teams like an actual like decent playoff team. It's interesting that you say Toronto because if Kyrie went up there and brought a and brought a championship to your countrymen, to your peoples, <laughs> why could why couldn't Hod make a pretty good run at it? Now it's I, again. I'm not betting. I'm not going to bet against Brooklyn. <laughs> but why can't Harden go there and make a run of it? And make yeah. a run of it. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. If, I, if Kawhi can do it, you know, and there's no packet, and, and you still got Siakam, and, you know, you just give a, a little thing. I don't see why not. Yeah, me neither. Uh, we got the Mavs at the Lakers. I was going to say, this game gave me pleasure. Because even though that you gave picked you them. pleasure. Okay. Yeah, because even though that you even though that you picked him, mm-hmm. and I believe, but I believe that you picked him, and I know that you recognize him as the king. I understand all that, but I know it still gets into your craw. <laughs> I mean, I didn't care to went up against the Mavericks. Like the Mavericks are just like they're like only an offensive team. So, right. and you had no Porzingis, and the like. If you just shut down the Mavs' offense, they're pretty much like they're they're like one dimensional. Mm-hmm. Like so, I kind of knew the Lakers gonna win, uh, but you he had Anthony Davis. He had twenty eight points. LeBron had twenty two points and ten assists. Uh, Dennis Schroeder got eighteen points. Uh, Montrez he had twenty two points. It just it, it kind of pains me because I remember I so I did a podcast and you know I'll send it to you, but I did a podcast with my guy Jay. Uh, and we were on his podcast. It's called the I Hate Average Podcast. And we were talking, we were recapping the bubble. And this is this is right before free agency, you know, before the Lakers got all their pickups. And I was like, there is no way that the Lakers are, are you know, repeating. I'm like, I don't think the Lakers are going to repeat. I'm like, you know, you got the Nets. You know, we didn't see, you know, if the Clippers, you know, what the Clippers could do because, you know, they lost to Denver. But I was like, after after y'all pick after y'all stole Montrez from 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 the Clippers, and y'all you, you, they picked up two of the best bench players in the league. So yeah, yep. I I really can't like it. It'll just be ignorant of me not to pick the Lakers. <laughs> it really would like that's just like you're just like that that would to me that's that's me just being a total hater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, I recognize. I recognize the Lakers are good. I, I do recognize, and I, uh, you, if you see my predictions video, if you see my predictions pod, I took the Lakers, and uh, you know they they go into the finals. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that you finally recognize. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. They got the best team. You so you got the best player. You got the best duo, and you got the best team. What more do you want me to say? <laughs> All right. I don't know what you want me to say. You got the and you got even a better coach. Like I want, you got all I want, four things. I I don't know what you want me to say. I want you to say that LeBron James is the king. He's the king, but I need I need I need to I don't know. I think I think we talked about this the last time I saw you, but I I only have a pro, I have a problem with LeBron LeBron demanding respect when uh 
every people who people who know basketball know LeBron is top five all time, and he's sitting at the table. He's sitting at the table with Jordan on the Mount Rushmore. Uh, I don't think he. I don't think. I don't know if he can be ever better than Jordan. I, I would say no. I mean, I right now it's a no. Um, maybe one day he could. I do not know. We'll see. But LeBron to me, LeBron to me is like two or three, all time. Right. right, right. All time. I, I don't see LeBron ended up being better than Jordan, but LeBron's going to have, you know, with with the longevity and the way he takes care of his body and all that stuff. You know, he's going to have a lot of impressive records. He's going to have. He's going to be higher in the records books than Jordan's going to be in like a whole bunch of categories. But, you know, it's all about that bling. And when you go six for six, six MVPs, you never see a game seven in the finals. Then that's just, you know, boom, boom. Uh, I'm blemished. Yeah. But I have a problem yeah. with LeBron being all passive aggressive. And like, yo, like everyone, like, I mean, I understand the media because the media didn't. I, I think I was watching something like the media was totally against the lakers in the beginning and they were talking all of this like nonsense but like i i do feel like most people in the t- beginning of the 2019 2020 season when lebron got anthony davis i felt like most people who knew basketball knew that lebron was going to win the finals right right like right. it wasn't like oh like we're sleeping on him like you got two of the top five players in the league <laughs> you got two of the top five players in the league that's I, I I had such a problem with him when he said that in, in the in the finals. I wanted to do a podcast like in like because he said that in October. I wanted to do a podcast in like October. I don't know why I did one, but I was like, oh no, I'm gonna I'm about to go off on this man. <laughs> the, the, these superstars, the great ones, will always find motivation for something or somewhere, even if they have to make it up. Michael Jordan made up half his motivations and made people a villain saying that they talk smack and all they said was, hey, what's up, Mr. Jordan? Mm-hmm. So if this is what the king needed and and we don't know what he meant by giving his damn respect, he he could have meant he could have meant something as simple as, well, Kyrie, not Kyrie, Kawhi is the king now because Kawhi won and. Durant, oh that's, that's like all, Durant. that's like all Max though. Like only Max, Durant, Max Kellerman from First Take believes that. I don't think anyone and, else believed that. And, well, there were, there were some people, and I think Stephen A. Smith. I think Stephen A. Smith thinks that thinks that Durant's a better player. I think it was Stephen A. Smith. Oh is, God! Is, I think you know. I, I mean, I don't. I don't want to lie on. I don't want to lie on. Steve, I don't want to lie on Stephen A. So I'm not sure if Stephen A. thinks that thinks that Durant's one and LeBron's two. But there are, but there, but there are, but there are pundits out there that say Durant's won LeBron's too. I mean, Skip Bayless definitely gives it up to Durant. He gives it up to Durant. But I think that, that's—I think he's mostly but, trolling, and that's for ratings. I think he, well, I don't know about him trolling, but I think when I think what Skip does that he was first needling Stephen A. when he yeah. was on first take, and uh-huh. now he's needling the, and now he's needling the hell out of Shannon Sharp. Or as Skip like to call him, Le Shannon Shop. Yeah. So I think that he does he does that right. But I think that, but I think you know, back to LeBron saying get his damn respect. I think that if anybody says that LeBron's not the best player, then I think that he just used that as motivation. And if you need to use that as motivation to get that fourth bling, so I can, I personally, next to Dudley, can walk around for an entire season saying you got recognized him as the king. It's good to be, it's good to be, it's good to be back on top, brother. It's good to be back on top. 
I look at you when I see you, and when I see Magic, and I haven't seen him yet, but I just look at you guys with a little smile and a smirk because right now the king is on top. You might not like it, but you got to live through it. No, I, I don't. I don't like it because <laughs> because if you really like he like, I can't even throw shade at Braun because the Clippers had a meltdown against Denver. They literally had a meltdown. I cannot even throw shade at Braun. Braun got there. You know, he 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 did what he had to do, but you yep. know Kawhi and you know PG and Doc and all them they didn't get there. Nope, they did get not there. get there. I can't throw shade. Unfortunately, I cannot throw shade at this time. Uh, <laughs> but yes, that's my thing on the Lakers. Uh, on the Mavericks side uh, of the game, Luka Doncic got 27 points, 7 assists. Uh, Trey Burke and, and uh, Josh Richardson got 17 points. Right, right. And again, as you said, you know, they, they, you know, they were basically overmatched. It was a nice Christmas Day game for... For the defending champs, for the defending champs to come home with the W, and yeah, and a Christmas Day in the NBA, it was a blowout. That all the games except for the first one was a blowout, but this one again, again, this one, this one gave me personal pleasure. So good, it's good, it's good to see the King come home with the, and the King didn't have to go on the road. No, he was was home. He didn't have to go on the road. He didn't have to go on the road. Not like their downstairs uh, brothers that had to go on the road. Oh, the little brother, the little brother Clippers had to go on the road. Yep, and uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Uh, but before we get into that, I just want to let you know and let all these streamers know. So a bunch of the media people, all right. I so I did a podcast on December fifteenth. I was at, I was at you know MATV UMA, and I that is when I said that Luca and. This is episode, I want to say 37, 37. I said on, on record, Luka Doncic will win MVP. That is my, that is my, that is my prediction. I, I, I said it and, you know, all these media people were saying that, you know, when they did their predictions, like the, the you know, couple of days before Christmas. But I just want to say, if Luka gets MVP, you heard it from the Make It Rain podcast first on December 15th, 2020. I'm glad that you put that on record. And if he gets him, if he gets MVP, I'm going to have you a guest on my podcast, Beyond the Rim, and where we're just going to celebrate you for the entire episode. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> I mean, I hope so. I I think the well, the media's high on Luca, but we'll see. We'll see what they're what they are in the standings. I think that last season it should have been LeBron. It should have gone to the King. That's what I you know believe. And you know, for Luca to get it this year, I mean, you know, well. Let's see what Brooklyn does. Let's see what Brooklyn does, and 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 if Brooklyn makes some real damage, they could, it could be a KD at the very least. KD would get comeback player, but yeah, let's just see how Brooklyn ends up. Okay, okay. Uh, we got the Clippers at the Nuggets, and the Clippers won the game one twenty one to one uh, one hundred eight. Again, a lackluster game. It was boring. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> It was the last game on Christmas night. At that point, I'm tired. I'm struggling to keep. I'm struggling to keep my eyes open. And I remember, I remember the first year that you and I did this podcast, mm-hmm. Christmas Day podcast, on your podcast. I remember you didn't. You didn't even watch the last game. No, nope, I did not. So, you know, this game again, lackluster. Clippers came away with a victory. 
Paul George, 23 points, five, five rebounds, nine assists. Kawhi Leonard, 21 points, five rebounds, seven assists. Batum had 12 points. And, yeah, you know, Clippers, I, I am a fan of Ty Lue. So I think that Ty Lue is a very good coach. He'll get the job done. I think the Clippers can possibly go further in the playoffs. But again, you got to sh- you got to show me. You got to show me. I think. Matter of fact, let me ask you this because I haven't um, I haven't heard anything. But did they finally get rid of that load management stuff? They, they, I don't. I have no idea. I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of load management this season. <laughs> I, I think that, I think that there should be some load management for all that because the bubble and, and, and that season had just ended. But in terms of going forth and stuff, I mean, Kawhi Leonard and that whole load management and stuff, yeah, that worked in Toronto. It didn't work this past season. So load man, load management is just you just take that out of the game. It's just it has no place to be in the game. Load management. That's just. That's just my opinion. No, we agree. We agree. Uh, what do you think is Denver's ceiling? Denver, uh, they'll probably finish around the same. I mean, you know, they're a capable team. They can knock you off. But again, uh, you know. They're off to a horrible I, start I, right I, now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't see, you know, I don't see with any better. I don't watch a lot of Denver Nugget games, so they don't move my needle. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're getting past the second round. I think they were lucky. I think they had the bubble experience like last year, like Miami did. I don't think they're getting past the second round. Right, right. Unless, unless MPJ, unless M- MPJ, who's by most improved, shows up. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We will see. Who do you think's the best big? I think, I think uh, Anthony Davis is the best big, and then it's Joker second. I'll go with that. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. And Anthony Davis knows how he knows how to win now. So yeah. And then mm-hmm. uh, and beat and beating Cat. After uh-huh. that. Yeah. Um, on the Clippers side, we need a reliable Paul George, but in the playoffs when it matters, not in the regular season, because Paul George has uh, showed us what he can do in the regular season. We need to see it consistently in the playoffs. I want to say that I said to you last year that PG-13 just doesn't do it in the postseason, that you know that, I know it, the whole planet knows that, and until he does something in postseason, then yeah, it's just off or not. The postseason before last, when I thought it could get no worse than that, he proved me wrong, because this past postseason, he shot a ball, hit the side, <laughs> the side of the backboard. Yeah. So, yeah, so, I mean, just to play, play, I mean, A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez from the New York Yankees, a team he retired from, he had a reputation of he could win league MVP, but when he came to the postseason, he tanked. Until that one postseason, I forget what year that the Yankees won, where he was all world and he was, the Yankees won and he was MVP. That was the only time he had, like, a nice, good postseason. He, he, he earned that money. Can you get paid big money to bring home the chip, to bring home the championship ring? That's to get the paid big money for. And everything that they gave up to get Paul George, who was handpicked by Kawhi Leonard, to shoot and hit the side of the backboard, that's not expected out of him. 
if you put the ball in my hands, you put the ball in your hands, yeah, we can hit the side of the backboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they wouldn't pay us that money. So, yeah. So, again, I'm not dissing him. He's a nice player. He's a star. You can even say he's a superstar. But until he does it, it I mean, I'm not even sure you can really say he's a superstar. I think, um, I think he's an all-star at best. <laughs> all-star. Yeah, yeah, all-star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost gave him more credit than what he, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, just you got to. You got to show up in the postseason. As simple as that. You got to do it. Yep. Uh, PG had 23 points, nine assists. Kawhi had 21 points. Uh, he took that elbow from Surge, so he was you know, out for a couple games. The Joker had 24 points, 10 assists on nine and nine rebounds. And Jamal Murray, 23 points. Jamal Murray needs to be more, uh, more consistent. He is very wildly inconsistent. If he wants to get to that next level, he needs to be more consistent. There you go. Boom. Boom. All right. All right. Uh, so we're gonna do some uh, real quick uh, rapid fire. What What did you think was the best game on this lack of lack of days ago Christmas? Well, the best game will go with the first game. It was the closest game. It was a competitive game. We got to see Zion Williams, a healthy Zion Williams. He played. Damn near 40 minutes, ended up with 32 points, 14 rebounds. So that was certainly the most enjoyable game, the best game of the day. But the 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 the, the, the most enjoyable game for me was the self was the Celtics Nets. The Celtics Nets was the most enjoyable, then followed by the Lakers. But to answer your question directly, the best game would be the first game. So for me, I'm gonna go with the Celtics game. It was not enjoyable for me because we lost, <laughs> but I th- I thought that game was like the best game because that game was actually like close. Like that was probably the closest game for at least you know at least thirty minutes. You're like it was a pretty good game. It just blew away in the third and third and fourth quarter. So right. I'm going with the Nets Celtics. I mean, it sucks that you know the Celtics lost, but. That was the game I was looking forward to the most, and it wasn't. Well, it wasn't a bad game. It was well, a pretty good sucks. game compared to the well, other. Well, well, only sucks for you that the Celtics lost. <laughs> yeah, it only sucks for me that the Celtics lost. Yes, and I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have been talking. Uh, you know, I should have kept my mouth shut. I should have. I should have been humbled, and, or maybe some things would have changed. But I digress. I digress. Uh, what was the best performance in your opinion? The best performance. I'm going to stay with Giannis. I'm not Giannis. I'm going to stay with uh, Zion. Zion. I'm going to stay with Zion. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know why I said Giannis. I'm, I'm going to stay with Zion. Best performance. You know, yes. his uh, Christmas his Christmas Day his debut. Christmas debut. Yeah. yeah. Got to go with him. Yeah, I mean, we agree. Uh, for me, I agree with that, too. Uh, close second was Kyrie, but I knew, I knew Kyrie. You kind of expect this from Kyrie. I think Kyrie had a... Like two years ago, he had a really good game against Philly, so it was kind of expected that you know he would have a, you know, a good a good Christmas game. So I agree with you. I'm going with Zion. That was his first Christmas, 32 and 14, and I believe only like four other like players, you know, actually had like a similar game to him. Uh, some surprises this Christmas. Surprises was there a Christmas surprise? Yeah. Let's see. Uh... I'm not sure if I surprise was all these blowouts. None of these games were actually like that exciting. Right. <laughs> it wasn't I, exciting to watch. 
I will agree with you about the that would be the overall surprise. And I think thinking about it like a a a, a, a smaller surprise to me is that I didn't realize that Steph Curry really is not all that spectacular on the Christmas stage. Nope, he, no, he's not. Uh, I, I, I think I knew that like two years ago. I, I looked at his Christmas stats. <laughs> so I kind of I kind of expected that out of him. Uh, if that that was the game I knew was gonna be a blowout, that game and the um in the Dallas game, I I I was predicting for two blowouts. I thought the uh, Pelicans and Miami game was gonna be a little bit closer because I thought they were similar talent. And I actually, actually, I don't know. I'll give, I'll give that surprise because, um, the way my so Jimmy Butler did not play in the second half of that game, right? And Miami, like, even though Miami came out to a big lead, you know, New Orleans, like they, they, I think they got it down to like six, but it was like kind of like too late at that point. So I thought, I thought New Orleans was gonna make a quicker comeback, but they didn't. They did not. Anything you want to add before we close out the podcast? I don't think so. Again, you know, there's, this is a very early, young NBA season. It just started a couple of weeks ago. And this time of year, I'm really into NFL because, as I said at the tap, that I play a lot of fantasy football, which season just ended yesterday. So, yes, yeah, so I don't have much more to add. So now I can focus on the NBA, as I've always said, my NBA season doesn't start until Christmas Day. Yeah. So, so I was able to once again watch these games and um, and uh, be a guest on your podcast, which I'm thankful for, and always a pleasure to be a guest on your podcast. Well, thank you for coming on. I- I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, don't sleep on the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> oh, don't sleep on them. They okay. nice. They nice. Okay. You 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 okay. were you were you 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 uh in October. I think I said something in November. You commented on Facebook that you were snoring on the Atlanta Hawks. Uh yeah. <laughs> the, uh, don't sleep because you know these okay. these Atlanta Hawks are nice. Trey Young, Clint Capella. You know we got uh Gallinari. We got John Collins. Uh, what's his guy? The guy Bogdan from uh, Sacramento. We got. Rondo, Kevin Herter, Cam Reddish. Yeah, we we a young we a young squad in Atlanta. Uh, I think Atlanta's gonna make a lot of noise. They, I, I, the Atlanta Hawks are gonna be the Miami Heat of last year. Uh, I don't per, I don't foresee them going very far that far in the playoffs, but I think they will shock a lot of people. Like I think they could get a top four or five seed in the in the uh, Eastern Conference. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. That is my we'll take. See. Uh, plug plug your podcast for the for the fans. Beyond the rim, where we discuss a whole bunch of different topics, whether it's whether it's sports. And it's really not a sports podcast, but we dip into the sports. We dip into a little bit of politics. We dip, we dip a little bit into pop culture. It's just you can find a whole bunch of things on the podcast Beyond the Rim. The visit us at our website btrmike.com that's btrmic.com we are available on apple podcast we are available on spotify we are available on stitcher we are available on google podcast we are available on iheart radio we are available on TuneIn radio we're available on a whole lots of platforms so whatever your favorite platform is 
whatever your favorite app is, just put in Beyond the Rim, and there's a good chance that you will find us. Cool. Well, thank you for coming on today. Uh, it was a lot of fun, you know, like it always is. And uh, I'm glad that you, you know, we had a great uh, discussion. And uh, yeah. Hopefully next time you can be next to me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> with, uh, you know, when, you know, things get better, obviously with Corona, but uh, you can find, you can find the Make It Rain podcast on Anchor, Google Play, iTunes, and Spotify and Stitcher. Uh, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Make It Rain Pod. You can find me on Twitter and uh, Instagram at, at the D train express and on Facebook at Dimitri Legagner. So, you know, check me out and, uh, everyone, I just want to wish y'all a good night, stay safe and, uh, please wear your mask and, uh, social distance, please. You know, we got to get through this. Peace.